everybody, welcome to Life Awakening. Let's talk about it. I am your hostess with the mostest, Coach Callie Tammy, out here in beautiful San Diego, California. First and foremost, I want to say happy Easter to all of you out there. All my, my Jesus lovers, he has risen and it is a beautiful day. I love you guys so much. Like my podcast last week, Where's My Tribe At? You guys showed up and showed out and obviously loved what I had to say. I know that I was like super live and in your face and today is not going to be any different. So I, I'm going to give a, a little bit of a, a, of a PG-13 <laughs> warning here. So if you got kids in the car when you are listening to this, please hit pause now because this is going to... I, I, I'm going all in today. I'm going all in. This is episode number 29. And we're going to talk about relationships. And you are not the janitor in your life. I, I'm for real, man. Like, I, I'm going all in. I've had some, had some life go on in the last couple of weeks. And this just seems to be the, the subject of going in about our worth, what we are worthy of, that we're not enough in relationships. We're made to feel like we're not enough. And this ain't just about women not feeling enough. I've gotten a lot of response from guys too, where they're made to not feel enough and figuring out what's good in a relationship, what's bad in a relationship and all the confusing information that we get. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, like I don't have all the answers. I am not a relationship expert, but I'm, an, I'm a relationship expert because I know what not to do in a relationship. I know what I don't want in a relationship and therefore I know what I do want in a relationship and what I'm willing to accept or not because what you choose to allow, you give permission to exist. That is rule number one. What you choose to allow, you give permission to exist in any relationship, whether that's romantic relationship, a friendship, a relationship with your parents, relationship with your boss, relationship with your coworkers, relationships with just random people that come into your life. Like you have to know what your boundaries are. You have to set clear lines, draw your ass a line in the sand and call it a day. But whenever you draw that line, you got to know from the jump, okay, is this a deal breaker line or is this just, hey, we need to have a conversation line. That's two different lines. You have to know what that is for you. You have to know what feels good to you. You have to, and I'm going to say this, ladies, especially fellas, I know that you can feel me when I say this, but if you haven't healed from your previous relationship, stop getting into another damn relationship. It's freaking retarded. Like all you're doing is dragging somebody into a relationship with a hurt you and making them pay for the wounds that they didn't cause. I'm going to say that again. You are dragging somebody into a relationship and making them pay for the wounds and the scars that they didn't cause. That's not their job. You have to heal those wounds. You have to nurse those scars. You have to feel good about you. You have to be happy on your own. You have to be a whole person before you bring somebody else into this relationship. Like that's just real in 100. So as you can see, I am like, I'm going all in guys. Like I'm taking off hands. I'm, I'm, I, I'm coming at you. I'm going to be in your face. I'm going to be yelling. I like I, I need you guys to understand 
that you are lovable. You are full of love. You deserve to be loved. You are worthy of being loved. And accepting just whatever somebody throws at you, accepting the garbage that fuckers throw at you, and accepting it and claiming it as your own and making that your truth, that's bullshit. And I'm calling you out on it now. Like, stop taking somebody else's trash and claiming it as your own. You are not the freaking janitor, man. Leave that shit out at the curb. Don't even bring it on your doorstep. Don't leave it at the door. Because you know what? If you're leaving it at the door, every time you open that door, you're bringing that shit in your house. Cut it out. Leave that shit on the curb. Make them take their own fucking trash out. That's what they got to do. They got to take their own trash out. They got to heal their own wounds. They got to leave that stuff at the door. If, oh, you know what? <laughs> oh, this is going to be good today. I love you guys. Oh my God, I love you. And, and as you can see, this is, this is, this is going to get real. Like this, I'm going to get real and I'm going to be real in your face. So I let's take a minute and sit right here. <laughs> I love me some fresh prints. And let's take a minute. Let's listen to my, to my sponsors for this week. And then I want you guys, if, you, if you're not driving, if you're at home, whatever, I need you to get you a pen and get you a piece of paper out. I need you to get a mirror because we're going to do some mirror work because we're going we're gonna to work on some soul work today. We, we gonna, we're taking out the trash. We're going to start a new trend for you with your relationships. And it starts with you. It all starts with you. Can't put the blame on anybody else when you, when you give it permission to exist. So let's, let's start revoking some permissions. Let's start setting up some boundaries. Let's start the second quarter of this year on a better foot. So by the end of the year, your relationship is exactly what it is that you want it to be. So we will be right back with Relationships 101. You are not the janitor. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Relationships 101. You are not the janitor in your life. You are not the janitor in your relationships. You have got to stop accepting other people's garbage and claiming it as your own truth. You are the queen and or the king of your life. Let's say that again. You are the queen in your life. You are the king in your life, whether that's relationships, business, social, emotional, whatever. You are the king and the queen in your life. Act accordingly. We all got janitors in our life. Kick them bitches to the curb, man. I'm going to give you guys a little bit of history. Why I am so freaking passionate about this title this week and why I'm just going all in. All right. So I, I as I said earlier in the intro, I had a lot of life going on in the last couple of days that has to do with relationships. Actually, some of that life has been over the last 10 years. I called myself being in an on again, off again relationship. It wasn't a relationship. I'm just going to be real and I'm going to call myself out. It was a situationship. It was a situationship. It was a, I don't want to say it was a toxic relationship, but it was a toxic relationship. He never put his hands on me. He never, he never called me outside my name. He was always very supportive of my dreams. He did enough boyfriend-ish things and made me feel loved in some of the darkest moments of my life and it helped me grow into the person that I am today 
and I had to learn a lot of lessons and I had to grow a good bit in order to reach the pinnacles that I've reached thus far in my life. For those lessons, for those life lessons, for those relationship lessons, for learning what it is that I don't want in a relationship so that I could have a clear vision on what I do want in a relationship, to know what it is that is not acceptable in a relationship for me so that I can have a clear vision of what is acceptable to me in a relationship. It allowed me to draw lines in the sand. It allowed me to draw lines in the sand that were, okay, look boss, we need to have a conversation because this isn't okay. Like we either need to fix this or we need to have a conversation and come to a happy medium. We need to come to a compromise and figure this out because the way this is going is not okay. We also, it also allowed me to have and figure out what my deal breakers were in a relationship. Some of those deal breakers I allowed to continue on as okay because I still had not done enough soul work to believe that I was worthy or good enough for anything else. I will say this, that those thoughts were not conscious thoughts. Those were subconscious thoughts. And he dumped a lot of water on those seeds. I would like to say that it was not an intentional thing by him to make me feel like I was not good enough. I would like to say it was a subconscious thing for him too, because he's emotionally not in a place to cultivate a relationship in a way that is healthy for him or anybody else. And I'm going to leave that there. I don't, like I said, I don't blame him for anything that happened in our relationship. I chose to allow all those things to happen. There was a point where I broke it off and it's like, I can't do this anymore. And in less than 60 days, we were back doing exactly what I said I can't do anymore because it felt better to have him in my life because I looked at him as a safety net and I needed to learn how to save myself. I needed to be my own safety net. I needed to know that I could save myself. I needed to become my own hero, which I had already done several times. I had become my own hero several times in the recent 10 years that we've been doing this on again, off again thing. I had become my own hero in several different instances and proven to myself that I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. But he would always be there when I would hit a roadblock or I would hit a speed bump and I had fallen. He was there to lend a hand to pick me up, to make me feel better about myself, to let me know that it was going to be okay, to let me know that I could do this, to, to be my cheerleader and be my support group. And I believe, that's, that's my belief, is that, that those things right there, which were genuine in him, which was genuine for him to do. He wasn't doing that to get anything from me. He never asked anything of me. I willingly gave those things because I felt like if I did things, people pleaser, I felt like if I continued to do X, Y, and Z, if I did more of A, B, and C, if I added in a little bit of, of MNLOP, <laughs> emphasis on P, 
if I, if I gave those things, then he would love me more and he would make this a real relationship. That's not the way to go about doing things. I had to learn that no response is a response and a loud one at that. So let's fast forward to I've completely cut all that off. You know what I mean? We are more like fair weather friends. Hey, how you doing? Everything good? That's about the that's about the gist of our conversations these days. There's not anything else there. And I I did reach out to him and, you know, tell him told him I, I really do appreciate everything that we went through in our life because it helped me grow. And I am the person that I am today because of my relationship with him and the things that I learned from him. And I did learn a lot from him um, outside the relationship aspects. So, you know, there, there is a lot of appreciation and he will always have a very special place in my heart. And, I, you know, I, I, there's a part of me that will always love him. And that's just the way it is. So let's fast forward. I've said many times I'm in the, in the dating realm. I've said in the last few podcasts that, you know, I was kind of talking to somebody. We had this like really good conversation thing going on. We had talked about relationships. We had, uh, you know, what we were looking for or not and what was acceptable or not and what our deal breakers were or not. You know, we had a very good communication is part of my love language. Like I love communication. As you can tell, I love to talk. Ergo the podcast. Especially if you are not close to me where I can see you on a regular basis. Like if I can't see you every day, every other day, at least see you every weekend. I need you to communicate with me. Like I need that communication. I need that connection. I need that chemistry, even though I physically can't have any of that. So we get to a point where we crossed a I would say like a, uh, what's the word? We, we, we just crossed the, the, the line for the next step in our, uh, in a possible relationship. We were not in a relationship. Well, when we crossed that line, all the communication just kind of fell off. Like there was no communication. It's like we turned a corner, he shut the door and he forgot to tell me he shut the door. He lives in LA. I lived here. I'm not stupid. <laughs> We're not in a relationship. I have nothing to say about anything you got going on up there because we're not in a relationship. What I do have something to say about is when you are very specific in saying, hey, I'm looking to make this a relationship. Hey, I'm looking to do X, Y, and Z. Hey, these are the things that I expect. Hey, these are the things that, you know, when we cross this line in our relationship or in the next step of our relationship, when we decide this is what we're going to do, these are my expectations. You're letting me know that you have expectations for a relationship. You tell me that you're looking for a long-term relationship. You tell me that you want a monogamous relationship. You, you give me everything it is that I want in pretty words, but your actions don't match up to it. So I just, I politely send him a voice message and say, you know, cause we're talking on WhatsApp. I sent him a voice message. I don't have to call him to send him a voice message. And I tell him, and I'm like, dude, I'm going to have to take a step back. Like you're showing me a side of you that, that has not been seen before. And I'm not okay with how this is going. Like, I appreciate you. Like you're cute, cute, you're cool, whatever. And, and I was enjoying everything up until this time. I ask you questions you avoid. I don't hear from you for over 24 hours. And all I get is a good morning, beautiful. And I've, like I said, I've learned from experience no response is a response and a powerful one at that. Ladies, I will tell you 
Men will do exactly what it is that they want to do when they want to do it. If they want to spend time with you, they will freaking spend time with you. If they don't want to spend time with you, they are not going to spend time with you. If they want to talk to you, they will talk to you. If they don't want to talk to you, they will not talk to you. If they only want to see you during certain times of the week, but they manage to disappear on the weekends, I can guarantee you that they got another bitch in the corner. You're not his girl. You are not his girl. You not you are not even in the circle of what he thinks his girl is going to be. You are somebody that he can play with. And I got the validation for this because I did a Facebook Live on Friday and all the guys that were on my Facebook Live on Friday validated exactly what I just said. And I talked to a friend of mine, Sean, we're going to we're going to do a relationships one on one. And he's going to be real candid about the men's point of view. And we're going to do this. And it's like I'm telling you, you guys are in for a treat because it's uh, me and him been knowing each other since like 2005. Uh, it's, it's going down. But so let me fast forward. We did that. And so I sent him that voice message. He did not respond to anything that let me know exactly where I stand. Boy, bye. Delete you out of my phone. Next. So now I talk about the law of attraction all the time and wherever it is that you are vibrating or wherever it is that your emotional state is, where your emotions are lying, whether you're angry, you're sad, you're uh, frustrated, disgruntled, disappointed, whatever, you are attracting that same thing to get situations, people, circumstances in your life that are going to make you feel those same emotions. Needless to say, I was more than a little frustrated with that little situation. I was more than a little disappointed because I saw a great deal of potential in that as a relationship if it was to happen to work out. With having those emotions, I ended up with a blast from my past from like, uh, damn, I thought it was 15 years ago. It was way more than that. It's probably more like 20 years ago, somebody that I was messing around with after my second marriage. And he just reached out to me on IG like, hey, how you doing? How's the kid? How's the family? Da, 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 all this stuff. And then he pops off with, well, I hate that I haven't been, I haven't talked to you in so long. And, you know, we haven't been connected. Like, do you ever come back to Birmingham? I'm like, I do to see my family. He's like, well, uh, do you ever hang out with anybody? Nope. I come to see my family. You weren't listening. Well, maybe we could hang out the next time you're here. No, I, if, I'm telling you right now, please believe me when I say this. If my family did not live in Alabama... If my brother and my awesome nephews did not live in Alabama, if my son and my daughter-in-law and two of my kids did not live in Alabama, if my daughter and her boyfriend and my other granddaughter did not live in Alabama, I can guarantee you right now, beyond a shadow of a doubt, my ass would never set foot in that godforsaken state ever again. You know why? And it's not that the state is bad. Let me let me preface that because I'm a diehard Alabama fan and I do have a lot of a lot of friends and a lot of um, people that live there. They choose to live there. They live a happy life. Yay you. But for me, from the moment I set foot in that state, I had nothing but heartache, pain and drama. Nothing but heartache, pain and drama. And even when I lived in Chicago, even though I don't remember it, 
it, I lived in Chicago. That's where all the early childhood sexual abuse happened from the time I was two and a half, three years old up until I was seven. And then we moved down to Alabama when I was 11. And then I had, I got raped by my stepdad when I was 13. So like I'm 11, so two years in. So from the time I'm 13 until 2009, when I, you know, I, 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 where I had the deep depression, where almost, where I had to stare down with a bottle of sleeping pills, you know, and all the shit that happened in, in the meantime, like all that's going to be in my book, Dear Victim, It's Time for Us to Break Up Now. And I get really in depth with all of that. But like that whole time that I was there and then coming out of that, I, I was a 42 year old stripper trying not to be fucking homeless, man. I was doing webcam shows. I was, man, I was doing so many drugs and so much alcohol. I just thank you, Jesus, that I am even alive today to talk to anybody about it. You know, like that just shows me that I had a bigger purpose and he wanted to get me to the other side. That's why I got a phone call that day that I stared down those sleeping pills and they talked me out of something. They didn't know how bad that day was going to be. From 2010, I got in the gym, started working out, lost all that weight, moved up to Huntsville because I was still dancing. I was still doing webcam shows, but I wanted to be somewhere where nobody knew me could come into that strip club and see me because every time somebody would come in, I would get sick to my stomach. I was nauseous. I would get that much more drunk because I didn't, I, it, it just, I, I couldn't stand for them to see me in that way. I didn't hear my birth given name for two years. I moved to Atlanta to be closer to Jason and I was dancing at a bikini bar, but it still had the strip club undertones and it wasn't, it, it was better, but it wasn't better if that makes sense. But I got out of that. I moved to Atlanta on April 27th of 2011. I passed my personal trainer certification on March 8th of 2012. So one year out of the six that I lived in Atlanta, I was in a dark place. But I had to figure out how to make me a better person. I still had so many self-worth issues. I didn't love me. I couldn't look at me in the mirror. I couldn't look at me and say, I love you. I, I had to get back in church. I didn't say I had to. It, it wasn't a had. I felt like that's what I needed was to get back in church. I needed the community. I needed some structure. I needed to find some peace. And that's where it started for me. I rededicated my life. I got with a mentor at church. I worked on forgiveness. I started doing some mirror work and started healing me. That's the short synopsis of it all. Anyway, and, and I'm a little bit all over the place. And we're about to get into some deep shit here in just a second. I had the, the guy that... I knew after my second marriage, like I just cut him off, like boy, bye. No, you can't have my number. No, I don't want your number. Like there's nothing for us to talk about anymore. Like he was in a period of my life when I was entering into the darkest part of my life. And, you know, he's like, well, I know you went through some things after, after we quit seeing each other. This didn't have nothing to do with you. This had everything to do with my choices and my decisions. I had to take responsibility for my stuff. It didn't have, that had nothing to do with anybody else. It was me. We all have times where we feel victimized, but it is a choice as to whether or not we are a victim. You get to decide whether you stay a victim or you just accept that you were victimized and you make a different decision and you go a different direction. That's totally 100% up to you and nobody else. 
on that was on Thursday. On Friday, <laughs> I get this random text message, and this is, random text message is what prompted the Facebook Live where I snapped. Like I should have been on an episode of Snapped. I went so deep in this one. He texts me and he was like, "Hey, Tammy, this is Chris. Uh, I'm probably gonna have to refresh your memory where you know me from, but hey, how are you doing?" My response <laughs> was. If you're going to have to refresh my memory about how I know you, why are you calling me? Why are you texting me? Like, there's no point. That was my actual response. Maybe that sounds cool. Maybe it don't. I really don't care. Like, to me, if you haven't been in my life in that long and you got to refresh my memory about who you are, you were never important me, to me in the first place. You're not saved in my phone. I don't even know who you are. Long story short, he goes into, I, I've said several times I'm on online dating because it's more convenient for me. And he goes into the online dating site that he's on, which was a different name than what, than the one that I'm on. But I checked the box that said all of the sister sites that they are affiliated with can use my profile so that I have basically a bigger dating pool. So he sends me this whole conversation. I look at the dates. It's from over two years ago. I'm like, dude, like, like, I understand why the, why the site names are different. So that explains, that clears my confusion up about that. But dude, like D-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-U-D-E. Dude, like this was over two years ago. You cannot have possibly thought that this conversation was going to turn out real well for you. There's no way on the face of the planet that you thought that this was going to be a good conversation. Like, this is so seriously going to turn into a dating 101, the do's and don'ts of online dating. Do's and don'ts of dating in general, like relationships 101. And he laughed and he thought that was funny. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, as soon as I get done with this conversation, I'm going to go do a Facebook Live and I'm, I'm just going to like hammer you. Like, because this is stupid. This is such a relationship fail for you. Like, why in the hell? Like, was there, could there have been a better way for him to approach me? Absolutely. If he's still on that website, which he is, because he wouldn't have been able to get in there and screenshot those conversations and send them to me. He could have went into the website. He could have found my profile and he could have reached out and say, damn, Tammy, I didn't know you were still on here. I figured somebody would have snatched you up by now. We could have had a totally different conversation if he'd approached it that way. Instead of hitting me on my phone and saying, oh, by the way. You know what I mean? He, I, I could have asked him questions. He could have clarified. It would have been a totally different conversation because I've had a couple of guys that did that. You know what I mean? Like maybe we weren't a fit just then because I do believe that energy fits or it doesn't. You can start talking to somebody. You can be attracted to them. But in that moment in time, there's something off in the energy. Cool. You know what I mean? We're all in different places and different situations or whatever. But like he lived in Florida at the time might have been Alabama and he just had a Florida, Florida area code. But, you know, I'm in California now. Like there's we like even if I wanted to talk to you, even if I thought that was OK to do, it wouldn't happen. What you choose to allow, you give permission to exist. As soon as I got off that, that conversation with him, I like I couldn't take it anymore. I went straight Facebook live and I went over that like ladies. So this is, this is, I, I'm going to take a drink of water. Hold on. I'm facing a snack. I'm going to let you know right now, as live as I got in the intro, we, we finna go all in. So ladies, number one, and fellas, I'm not beating you up. Let me, let me preface this right now. Cause I'm, I'm going to hit the ladies here in just a second. I am coming from a woman's perspective. 
I've said this a hundred times, my tribe is mainly women, although I do know that I have a lot of men that are in my tribe and I love you and I appreciate you and I welcome you in. But like I said, I'm going to hit both sides of the street today. So sit down and, and get you a notepad and get you a pen. And if you at the house, get you your favorite beverage because you're going to need it here in just a second. Ladies, let me tell you something. If a dude pops up into your life and he ain't talked to you in weeks, months, much less years. Hell, I even say days without letting you know why ahead of time he ain't going to be able to talk to you for days. Like to me, if we trying to be an item, we trying to be a relationship, we trying to see what's going on, we trying to build something to me, unless you got in a car accident and you were unable to respond and I find out about it after the fact, you can show me pictures. You have no excuse not to talk to me for days. If you out of the country because you on vacation or you out of the country for your job, WhatsApp. You can use WhatsApp. There's all kinds of apps. You can use Facebook in instant messenger. We can be in constant contact. And I'm not saying that I have to talk to you every day. So let me preface that. I, fellas, I'm not saying that you got to talk to your lady every single day. For me, I prefer communication every day. You ain't got to talk to me all day long, but I need to hear from you. I need to know that I'm on your mind. I need to know that you're thinking about me. I need to know that, yeah, I just need to know that I'm important to you in some kind of way in your life. Like we may not be in a exclusive relationship at that moment. But if that's what we're working toward, I need to know that I'm important enough to get a fucking text message or a phone call every day, every day, at least one. And I don't think that's too much to ask. Ladies, let me tell you, if you allow him to come slip back in and you ain't talked to him in weeks, you ain't talked to him in months. You ain't talked to him in years because you like, let's say you had a relationship and this is your ex and you remember that the dick was really good, that the sex was the bomb.com and you let him slide back in. You just told him that you ain't nothing but a friends with benefits. You just let him know that he can treat you any kind of way. He can treat you like you are less than a girlfriend, less than wife material, less than the queen that you are. You gave him permission to destroy your self-worth. You gave him permission to tell you that you are not enough without saying a word. You gave him permission to tell you that you're not good enough to be his girlfriend, that you're not good enough to be his wife, that you're not good enough to be in the public eye. You're not good enough to be on his Facebook. You're not good enough to be known to his family. You're not good enough to be known to his friends, that you're only good enough to be a secret and be in his bed. That what you want? Really? Is that what the fuck you want? Because what you choose to allow, you give permission to exist. If you tell him it's okay, oh, you can come over, we can have sex, we can have some bomb ass sex, and I'm I'm good with that. And then you don't hear from him in weeks, and then he calls you back and says, Hey babe, let me let, let, let me slide through. You allowed it. Quit bitching. That's what I mean. What you choose to allow, you give permission to exist. You cannot allow these dudes to treat you any kind of way. You are a queen. A man will do exactly what the fuck he wants to do when he wants to do it. 
If he wants to spend time with you, he will spend time with you. If he don't, he won't. And if he don't, you ain't his girl. Fellas, let me tell you something. If that woman that you're talking to or trying to talk to or you entertaining, if she don't make your palms sweat, if she ain't the first thing that you think about in the morning when you wake up, if you don't want to text her the minute that you get your ass out of bed, you don't want to hear from her or you don't want to talk to her all day long. You don't want to send her a message at lunchtime. You don't want to call her and hear your voice, hear her voice before you go to bed. She ain't the one. She is not your girl. She's not your woman. She is somebody else's blessing. Move on and leave her, leave her heart alone. Don't drag her through the mud because you ain't fucking ready. You're wrong. You are dead wrong. And she don't deserve it and neither do you. Now. Let me say this. I know for a fact that there are women that treat men the same fucking way. There are women that will prey on a man because he's a gentleman, because he wants to take care of his woman. He wants to shower her with gifts. That's his love language is gift giving. So she takes that. She takes advantage of it. She don't care nothing about him. She just wants the gifts. She wants the money. Baby, can you pay my bills? I'm a little short this week. I'm a little short this month. She got money sitting in the bank. She just don't want to use hers. She don't care none about him. Men want to be loved too. Men want to be known, want to know that they are number one in your life. They want to know that they're good enough to be your only. They want to know that when they having a hard day, that they can come home and they can lean on you for a change. They want to know that when they're feeling vulnerable, they can talk to you and you ain't going to bust their head about it. They want to know that when their heart's breaking, they can cry in your lap and you're not going to look at them as less than a man. A man wants to feel safe with his woman just as much as a woman wants to feel safe with her man. I'm just being real. Like I, like I said, I'm going to twist some heads in a knot. I'm coming. I'm coming at you today because this is some real shit, people. Relationships are our whole life. We are built for relationships. None of us want to die alone. None of us, I, 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 I say none of us. There are some people that just don't want a relationship and that's their happy place and that's great and that's where you're at. Then this is not the podcast for you. Please forward this to somebody else that needs it. But if you're in that space and you're looking for someone to call your own, looking for somebody to love you like you love somebody, you need to hear this. Let me tell you, you can't love somebody until you learn how to love yourself. The majority of the people on this planet cannot walk past a mirror and say, damn, you are beautiful and I love you. You are an amazing human being and I am proud of you. The majority of people can't do that. Ladies, we're the worst. We are the worst at looking in the mirror and we tell ourselves every day, we pick ourselves apart. I don't like, I, I don't like these love handles. I don't like these little lines on the outside of my eye. I don't like my, I don't like my laugh lines. I don't like this little pudge that I got. I don't like this cellulite I got on the back of my thighs. What? look at this, the, look at how these clothes fit. I'm having to wear bigger clothes. What, like, I, I, I don't like these earrings. This lipstick's too bright. Like somebody, like I heard somebody the other day say such and such about me. Number one. Other people's opinion about you ain't none of your fucking business. Send them bitches up to the nosebleed section where they belong. 
If they ain't the wind beneath your wings, they ain't supporting your dreams, they ain't helping you grind and get to the place that it, where it is that you want to go, they ain't got no business with an opinion in your life. Now, with that being said, let me throw this out there. If the opinion that you have about you is garbage, you need to take your own opinions and put it up in the nosebleed section. How about that? Sometimes we need to check our own opinion about ourselves and we need to send it to the nosebleed section. You, you can't even have a VIP opinion in your life if you don't have a VIP opinion of your life. Make that a hashtag. I got a VIP opinion of me. Hashtag. I got a VIP opinion of me. That's real. If you don't have a VIP opinion of yourself, you don't need to be in a relationship. Because you don't know how to teach somebody else how to love you because you don't even know how to love yourself. You're still playing the victim. You're blaming every other Tom, Dick, and Harry that jacked up your heart because you didn't leave your baggage at the curb. You left it on the doorstep. You left your baggage at the doorstep. And every time you open that door, you walked right through it and you drug it in your house. So now you got all that garbage and all that baggage from however many years and you bring it in your house every single day. You attach, reattaching it back to your soul every single day because you didn't heal. You didn't take the time to say, you know what? This is what I learned from this relationship. This is what I appreciated about that man or that woman. This is what I appreciated about this relation, that relationship, whether it's male or female. These are the things that I didn't love so much about that relationship. And what I learned was X, Y, and Z. I learned that I contributed in this way, which fueled the things that broke up this relationship. They contributed in X, Y, and Z that fueled the things that broke up this relationship. We were both two people that were hurt. They did not, that had not healed at the time that we decided to get into a relationship. So I had to pay for the scars that I didn't cause and he had to pay for the scars that he didn't cause. Until you do your healing, until you do your own self-worth check, until you do your own self-love check, you don't need to be in a relationship, man. And if you're in a relationship, let me go here too before I get on to the next part of this because the next part of this, I'm snapping. And not that I haven't already snapped like six times in this, in this podcast. But if you're in a relationship, let me tell you something. Whenever you did in the beginning of your relationship to get that man or that woman, you got to keep doing that shit, man. You can't say, oh, I'm going to send her flowers to work once a month, once a week, whatever. I'm going to go take her out to lunch a couple times a week while you're courting her. And then as soon as you get married, you stop doing that because now you got her. Ladies. If you were sending that man sexy ass pictures in those stilettos to get him to commit to you because you thought that's what you had to do to get him to commit. But like, OK, so he committed. Now he's yours. Well, now I got him. I ain't got to do shit. Bullshit. If you were sending him sexy ass pictures and heels when you got him, you got to continue to do that. I don't men are visual. OK. I don't know a man on the face of the planet that is not a visual creature. He loves his woman. If he married you, nine times out of ten, he's in love with you. 
Men, men typically don't take commitment lightly. They don't marry because it's the right thing to do. They don't marry because that's what they've been told their whole life that they must do. Women have been told from a very young age, oh, get married, have children, have, you know, raise them, send them off, let them have grandchildren and you take care of everybody else. Your worth is put in everybody else. Let me tell you something. You were a whole person before you got married. But now that you're married, whatever it was that you did to capture that man, you got to continue to, you had to, you got to continue to do it. Do you know how fast your man would come home early from work if you took a picture in one of his favorite lingerie outfits of you and your stilettos with rose petals all over the bed and candles lit and a sticky note on that picture that said, babe, have a great day. Can't wait to see you when you get home. I'm telling you right now, he leaving work early. He leaving work early. You'll be lucky if he don't take his ass off at lunchtime and say, hey, you know what? My wife is sick. I got to get home. You want him to come home early? Do that and see what happens. Stick a sticky note on his, on his steering wheel. Go be great today, babe. Love you. Thinking about you. See you when you get home. Fellas, send her roses to work for absolutely no reason. It ain't got to be a special occasion. It, like, actually, it needs to not be a special occasion. It doesn't need to be her birthday. Those days are great. Don't get me wrong. We, we love it when you show up for our birthday and for Valentine's Day and Christmas and Mother's Day and, and all that. Like we, we, we love that. But those are expectations. I want you to send me something to work on a random day that means absolutely not a damn thing. Just because it feels good to you. Just because you know that I had a hard day the day before and you wanted to make me smile. Maybe you just want everybody to work at work to know that my man is the bomb.com. You're going to send me flowers. Maybe you're going to send me a, a singing telegram. I don't know. Maybe you're going to send me some chocolate covered strawberries. Maybe you're going to be in cahoots with my boss and you're going to come pick me up at lunchtime for a long weekend that I had no idea that we were fixing to do. And you're going to take me on a weekend getaway and surprise me with the whole thing. Do you know what you're going to get on that weekend getaway if you do that for me? Boy, I'm telling you, like there's nothing that I wouldn't do for you. If you show me how much you love and appreciate me, I'm loyal as the day is long. I'm loyal to a fault. But the moment that I feel that or the moment that you make me feel like I'm not good enough or I'm not deserving of all those things that I just mentioned that I would love to have, you got to go. I'm out. If we can't have a conversation, we can't laugh, we can't do whatever, I got to go. I'll bring it up to you. We'll have a conversation about it. But if things don't change, I got to go. Ladies, fellas, like communication is everything. If you want your relationship to change, you got to change. If you're not in a relationship and you want a relationship, do your work for you. Before you ever get in a relationship with somebody else. Now, the rest of this podcast, I'm going to say sorry, not sorry right now because I'm like I'm fitting to go off. My best friend, one of my best friends, I have three. I'm not going to say her name. She don't listen to my sometimes she listens to my podcast. Sometimes she don't. <laughs> but she made a post on her Facebook this morning and it was one of the first things that I saw. 
And I righteously had to calm down before I did this podcast because like, I don't even think you guys would have been able to understand a word that was coming out of my mouth. (laughs) I'm going to read this verbatim. And if she gets on here and she hears it, that's fine. I don't care. I told her this was going to be my podcast today. So she's well aware that this is happening. It says, it's crazy how a person feels neglected when certain things don't happen. I require affection to be put on a pedestal. I want to be seen. But I'm none of those things. No pictures like the paparazzi, no PDA because you don't know who's looking. Nothing that makes me feel like I'm your woman. I sleep with you, but I feel alone and single. There are so many women. And I'm sure, you know, I I talked to my brother today, too. And and he said there's a lot of men that feel that way, too. In In their relationship. They've been married for a really long time. And they feel like that in their relationship. They sleep beside you, but they feel alone and single because ladies, you quit giving them sex. After you get married, you say you're too tired or you don't feel good or you got a headache. You weren't doing that before you got married. So if there's a problem with your libido, you need to go to the doctor and get that fixed. Get that looked at. It's a hormonal issue. If it's not a hormonal issue, it's a relationship issue. And you guys need to get that fixed. A relationship, you guys become one. You have your individual lives too. You have your, you are a whole person. He is a whole person. But you should never, ever, ever feel alone and single in your relationship. I must say this because this was my situationship. There couldn't be no pictures of us on social media. Nobody could know that we were together because he didn't know who was looking because there was another female in the, in the wings. He didn't know who was looking. I got nothing to make me feel like I was his woman except in his inbox and in his bed. She's not even getting that in her bed. So my response to her was, what would you tell me if I told you that was going on? She's like, I already know T. And I was like, well, then fucking handle your business. And I wanted to go all in on her page. I really did. But that would have turned out really bad. So (laughs) I, I told her, I was like, if you need to talk, I'm, I'm here. Like I'm, I'm available all day. She's like, no, I'm cool. And so I hit her in her inbox and I was like, not based off your post or not. Maybe the conversation needs to be with him. No excuses should be accepted. You're either in it together and everyone knows it or there's no foundation for anything more. And I told her point blank, you saw what I went through when you've been through even more than I've ever been through. Are you going to settle for less than you deserve? And her response broke my heart. She said, I've come to the conclusion that this is just what it is. It is what it is. The consistent factor in all of this is me. Not, any, not everyone can treat me the same if there wasn't something wrong with me, period. So he just, he just stabbed her self-worth, man. He made her feel like she's not good enough to be his woman, yet he says she's his woman. I told her, get the fuck out of here with all that bullshit, man. There's nothing wrong with you. And she's like, maybe. And I was like, the, the cold, hard facts are you don't want to be alone because being alone equals you're unloved. She was like, I don't want to be alone, but at this point I'll accept it. Obviously she won't because she's still with him. So this is the part where I'm going to snap, man, because like, this is some bullshit. Like this is my best friend. And oh my God, I love her. I love all my best friends. Don't get me wrong. I love all my best friends, my girls, like I, I, I'm that ride or die girlfriend. I'm bringing the shovel. 
so we can so we can hide the body. Like I you can't hurt my girls, man. We are meant we we come from a man's rib up underneath his arm to be protected and loved and cherished. We are the air in his lungs. He is the air in our lungs. We are to be a partnership, not a piece of property, not to be used or stepped on or walked on. There has to be a breaking point. There has to be a line in the sand where you say enough is a fuck enough, man. I have been there and I still have to fight some of those demons with being worthy, with not wanting to be alone. You know, it gets, I, I understand being alone and being lonely are two different things. I can be alone, but sometimes when you're lonely, that shit gets hard, man. And we accept it as a woman. And, I, and I'm sure it's the same for guys. Like I said, I can't, can't speak for a man. When that lonely bug bites, man, that is a demon that is hard to beat. But when you do your self-worth work, when you tell yourself and you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love you, you don't fall down that path. You got to open up your mouth and speak or nothing fucking gets settled. You either got to tell him how you feel and what the fuck you want and let him respond. And then you can make a determination as to what he's offering or in return is going to be good enough for you. You got to decide when enough is enough. Nobody can make that decision for you. If you choose to stay, that's on you. Quit fucking bitching about it. You have to be happy on your motherfucking own, man. It's not his job to make you happy. It's not her job to make you happy. It is your job to make you fucking happy. What fucking makes you happy, man? Do you even know? Do you know how fucking beautiful you are? Do you know how fucking smart you are? You have so many dreams and goals. And they're possible because you don't know how to fucking quit. You got to get out of your own way. Quit letting other people who don't fucking value themselves tell you that you're not fucking worth all the desires of your heart. Don't let somebody that doesn't value themselves tell you that you're not valuable. Make you believe that you're not valuable because it's a lie and it's bullshit. If they don't make you feel valuable, they don't make you feel like you are worth $10 million every time you open your eyes. They ain't the one. Keep it moving, man. Fuck them all. Boy, bye. Escort them out of your life. Shut the door and bolt that motherfucker shut. Never to be opened again. There are so many men in this world that are single that are looking for a woman to treat like the queen that she is. There are so many men on this planet that are looking for the woman that will treat him like the king that he is. Everybody wants to be loved unconditionally. And that word unconditionally is just that unconditionally. If you tell him you can't love him because he smokes cigarettes, you're putting a condition on that love. You're also putting a condition on your happiness. If you don't want to date a smoker, then don't fucking date a smoker. Don't date a smoker and think you're going to make him stop. You can't change somebody. It's not your job to fix somebody. Men and women alike, it's not your job to fix somebody. It's your job to fix you. And quite honestly... The only thing that's wrong with you is that you're carrying baggage from previous relationships and bringing it fucking forward. Cut it out. Escort their ass back to the motherfucking nosebleed section of life and quit giving them a fucking VIP opinion 
that strips you of your joy, of your happiness, of your beauty, of your dreams, of your potential and of your power. Quit giving them a fucking VIP opinion that strips you of your value and of your self-worth. I fucking love you. Each and every single one of you. With all of my heart. You are a queen. Quit acting like you're the fucking janitor and taking whatever the fuck ever garbage people throw at you and making it your truth. Fucking stop it. You are not the janitor. You are a queen. You are a king. Act accordingly. Take your throne, man. When you start loving you the way you want to be loved, your taste in men, your taste in friends, your taste in women will change. Because the people that come into your life will have to be on your level to even approach you. How's that for some truth? When you start walking your talk, when you start walking your talk, when you hold your head up high, when you straighten your crown, because it's, it's a little crooked. Straighten your crown. Straighten your crown, ladies. Straighten your crown, fellas. Dust off your shoulders. Pull that chin up. Pull them shoulders back. Take a deep breath. Let it out and say, I am the queen or the king of my life. All that baggage and garbage that you got that you're trying to bring to me, take that shit out to the trash, out on the curb, put the lid on it, and you stand there until the garbage man comes and takes it away and there's nothing left. When your hands and your feet and your heart and your soul and your mind is clear of all that garbage and all that bullshit that the garbage man just took away, that the janitor just took away, then you can come up to my doorstep. You can knock on the door and say, I'm ready for you, may I come in? If you're not willing to make a woman your wife when you start dating her, don't make her fall in love with you and break her heart. Walk away, she's somebody else's blessing to have. Ladies, I know you know just like I do in the first 15 minutes of meeting somebody, whether or not that man has potential for a deeper relationship or a relationship at all. And if you know that, don't drag his heart through the mud because you want somebody to pay for the scars that somebody else put on your heart. It's time for you to heal you first. It's time to stop being a victim to your past. Your past hurts your past drama, your past garbage, your past baggage. Let that shit the fuck go. Take your seat at the throne of your life. You're the queen and you will accept nothing less than a king. A king that has a clear mind, a clear heart, a clear soul, clean hands and feet. He ain't bringing no garbage. He ain't bringing no baggage. He's bearing it all and opening it all up for you to step in and have. That's what a relationship's supposed to be. It's not laying in bed beside someone who makes you feel unloved and single. It's not having to be a secret because he don't want somebody else to see. If you're a secret, you ain't his woman. I don't care if you're sleeping in his bed or not. He got another woman that takes priority over you and if that's what you want, then do you. But don't be bitching, moaning, groaning and complaining about it. Fucking step up or step the fuck off. I'm saying that to men and women alike. Step the fuck up in your relationship. Step the fuck up in your life. Or step the fuck off. Maybe you need to take you 
out to the nosebleed section of your life and get your heart and your soul clean before you can allow somebody else in your heart. Maybe you need to take you up to the fucking nosebleed section and clean up your own opinions about you before you can take your throne and allow your king or queen to be a part of your life. So I love you guys so, so, so much. I really do. And I know this is a deep conversation and I know that I went the fuck off, but this is something that needed to be said, man. It's been, been on my heart and I, you know, I get, I've done several podcasts and in the most recent weeks about, you know, women not feeling enough. We feel like we're not worthy. And this is just part of it, man. We, we choose to allow things that don't need to be allowed. What you choose to allow, you give permission to exist and it's time to revoke some permissions. You are not the janitor in your life. You are not the garbage man in your life. You are a king and you are a queen. Straighten up your crown, dust off your shoulders, hold your chin up and start acting accordingly. Love you guys to the moon and back. Thank you so much for listening to my heart. I am I'm, I'm out of words. I really am. I am going to stick a link in my show notes for my Facebook Live from Friday so that you can see that. Uh, if you would like to join my tribe and my Life Awakening podcast group on Facebook, I will also put a link in my show notes to that. I love you guys so much. I would love to hear your comments and your questions about this topic. Please send me an email. You can hit me up at Tammy Loftus, L-O-F like Frank, T like Tom, I-S like Sam, 777 at gmail.com. You can also search for me on all social medias by searching Tammy Loftus. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, please hit that five-star rating and share so we, get, so we can get this word out to more people. If this podcast has touched your heart, please, please, please hit the share button and share on all of your social media so that we can get the word out about you are a king and you are a queen and you deserve the best in your life. I love you guys to the moon and back and I will see you next week. Bye-bye now.